Hello and welcome to The Two Tones, the official Carlton Football Club podcast with Tony DeVolfo. Hello Tony, you're looking remarkably clean cut this afternoon. It's called a haircut. I get them once a year. I it's only because they wash my hair at the same time. I like to refer to them as losses of weight. So oh, well, you've you got a fabulous head of hair there, Tony. Nothing for you to worry about. Uh, and myself, Tony Moclair. It is episode 19 for round 19. We're going to preview round 19 and review round 18. Some uh, stellar numbers in Number the... Number 19, Tony. Uh, episode 19, yes. We were just talking about this, weren't we, off air? And um, I know there's a player that... Um, you know, you uh, immediately summoned in your uh, the recesses of your vast memory bank uh, a moment ago, which you'll talk about, I dare say. But uh, when I go back to 19, I think of, uh, well, Eddie Betts. Yes. Um, who is the record holder in this Guernsey, ah, I might okay. say, Tony. Yeah. Um, what a great player he was too, Eddie, but we shall move on. <laughs> um, now, Johnny O'Connell, uh, the late John O'Connell, Premiership player in 1972, the man with the ball when the siren sounded to end the 72 grand final, uh, uh, one of Carlton's great victories, and a great friend of Bruce Dool's, I might say. Um, uh, Michael Young, uh, now 40 years next year, Tony, since the 79 grand final was yep. hard won, and Michael Young was a member of that uh, 1979 team. He's not the best of health at the moment, Tony, so uh, to, to Michael and his family, um, thoughts with you. Um, and then if you go right back tone, uh, you can go back to Rod McGregor, um, who played in a premiership for Carlton wearing the number 19 and is, in fact, Carlton's first 200-game player. Ooh. Rod Wee McGregor, one of the great sentiment of all time. Um, and what are your tone? Uh, we're talking, going right back to Jack Worrell's era. So, yeah. you know, you're talking the, the early 1900s through to... Um, the, the, the teens. Wow. Um, one, one of the greats, Tone. And you had a player. Oh, come on. <laughs> Great man, Brad Pierce. Uh, the foil to Stephen Kernahan oh. in 1995. Deadly oh, in front of goal. And can I say, a trailblazer of the man bun. Well, that's a great call. I hadn't looked at it that way. So we've got Brad Pierce to blame, have we? Well, no. He, I think he. I think he rocked it. I think he did. He did well. How many goals in '95? He would have had around sixty. Oh yeah, I think he had sixty. So he, he can he can wear what he likes. Yeah, exactly. Really, Thank you. Slot him through like that. Yeah, so, um, Will of the Wisp character, or you know, the, that kind of slight had. frame. I was oh, amazing. I can remember seeing him just tear Gavin Wingenine apart. Oh, whenever, that's, whenever that's always a good sight. Yeah, oh, it was it was superb. Um, gee, he was such a you know an instrumental. Uh, factor wasn't he in, yeah. in that all conquering team that um, you know in many respects only seems like yesterday Tony yeah. but in others it seems like <laughs> light years ago well speaking of light years um, alright let's let's get out the sharp scalpels and perform the autopsy as best we can Tone a 72 point loss uh, by the baggers to the old foe Hawthorne uh, on Sunday last Sunday Sunday just gone at Eddie Head Stadium um, it was a curate's egg, you'd have to say. Some parts of it were good. Some parts of it, there were four goals on the trot. Yes. Uh, you'd have to give it to Paulson for emulating uh, Shane Warne's leg break on Gadding. That <laughs> was, was quite a goal. Yeah, well, that was right. Well, that was Shane Warne's first ball in England. Well, that yeah. was the Paulsonator's first goal in league footy, wasn't it? So uh, and, and the reaction of his teammates certainly um, attested yes, to that. They, they yes. ran from everywhere. They did. They did incredible stuff, that was, too. A, a goal from nowhere, yeah. literally from left field. Um, but, look, 
all credit to the Pulsinator. I like the way he attacks a footy and, uh, you know, he, he's not a big man, but he, yeah. he, he doesn't mind uh, putting his head where invariably it shouldn't go. And uh, I do like the uh, the way he plays. And much to the... If he puts that head over the wall, much to the consternation of a lot of ladies. Uh, well, he does. He does. Um, he's a favourite, let's be honest. But, um, look, I, I just love the way he's going about his business. Um, he's a nice fellow camp holder yeah. too. And uh, one of those blokes you wish every good uh, will to, yeah. towards. Um, you know, keep it up. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was great to see that sort of game from him. He played with a lot more confidence, I think, than he well, has did. in the past. And he, he seemed a lot more uh, sure or aware of his role. And, uh, yeah, it was great to see him bobbing up in contests. And, and, look, it's a great point you make, Tone, because, uh, look, you look at the 72-point loss, it's a, it's a fair old blowout. Mm. Uh, but a lot of the damage was done late, and, and let's be fair about this. Um, to lose Jones and Fisher, you know, mm. early, and then having to make the late change, I think, with Thomas pre-match. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the players were under a fair bit of um, duress. And uh, your point about um, Polson is, is very well made because... Um, there are other players that I feel similarly are really starting to show signs that they actually belong there. Yeah. And I think with every game there comes this conf- confidence. It's why mm. uh, we talked to Lucy off here a moment ago how disappointing it is that Fisher's gone now, just mm. at that moment in his career where he's starting to string them together. And, and uh, you know, another five games leading to next year would have put him in, in, in oh. magnificent stead for the assault. Uh, however, uh, you know, we, we, we realise that... Um, Injuries are an occupational hazard at this level, and uh, he just joins the the, the ever-growing list. But um, getting back to what point you made about Polson, there's another player I think that fits the bill there, Tone, and and that is Lockie O'Brien because um, oh, yes. I think what we're seeing with Lockie O'Brien now is that he's starting to understand, uh, like with his running patterns, how he, he pushes back deep into defence and mm-hmm. starts to run that ball out. And what I'm really hard to see in him. And you may recall I I mentioned the first goal he kicked, which was, um, if memory serves, against Brisbane at the Gabba, Mm. first goal he kicked for the year. It was he was hovering around at around the fifty metre mark and drilled. That was a great goal. Great goal. Well, he was recruited basically because he was a a power runner, but also he was a a, you know a a glorious uh, exocet missile like left foot kick. Mm. And on uh, the weekend that he had, I had him down. For four of the seven goals that Carlton kicked, that that uh, were directly or indirectly set up by him kicking long into the forward fifty. Yeah, and um, that that capacity to kick long uh, is a weapon that that O'Brien has, and you know I, I think like Polson as he starts to get more confidence in the way he plays. Mm. We're going to really start to see him emerge as a, as a really significant player for, for Carlton. And um, I know supporters will be, you know, sick to death of the term green shoots, but mm. these are sorts of areas that you do look for uh, at a time when, you know, the team, you know, are really struggling for results. But, um, you know, it's those players that really are the ones to take Carlton forward. And um, the more games they get into themselves, the better. Well, yeah, that's why the the loss of uh, Zach Fisher is so hard. Um, same Hawthorne player who punched uh, uh, Cripps at the start of the game too. Yes, we know he got five weeks, but yes. uh, to lose Zach Fisher, who was just travelling beautifully, and again, I, I can completely hear what you're saying about you know the I guess the well-worn phrase "green shoots," but 
the, the progress and the trajectory upwards, undeniably upwards, of players like Zach Fisher and yes. uh, and Lockie O'Brien and Paddy Dow has been, Palpable. if we're going to take anything away from 2018, it's definitely that. The thing I had about them playing in set roles week in, week out, which you can do when a team is settled and not ravaged by the sort of injuries that we've had this year. Mm, mm. Um, roles are reassigned and, and lineups change week in, week out. So it's hard to get it's hard to get players into a settled position and, and then knowing what they have to do week in, week out. That's true. You know, you, there's no continuity. You're, you're absolutely right. And um, while we're on the subject, you've raised it, um, the losses of both Fisher and Jones yeah. means that there are only two players still standing that have actually represented this club in all 17 matches this season, and they are Patrick Cripps and Samo Petrevsky-Seaton. That's incredible. So it's incredible. And I, I'm looking down the list here, Tony. We've got 16 games to Ed Kerno, Dow, Simpson, Wright, Charlie, Thomas on 15. Yeah. Then it falls away. You go down to the 12s, the 11s and 10s. Now, I'll talk you through this list, they say we've got we've got more than half our list have played less than half the season. Yeah. So these are the players: Graham Kerridge, McKay, Murphy, the captain, Marchbank, Polson, uh, Lang, Cunningham, Phillips, uh, Kerr, Burn, Shaw, Lobb has played one. Yeah. And then you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players: DeConning, Doherty, Glass, McCasker, McCready, McDade, Schumacher, and Williamson that haven't uh, troubled the scorer. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, <laughs> we we have been absolutely decimated. And of that group of players, there's eight: Cunningham, Doherty, Fisher, Jones, Phillips, Plowman, Alex Silvani, and Williamson that have gone for the year. Yeah. So that gives you, uh, I guess, it puts in perspective yeah. how much the, the the team as a collective has been under duress. And we know that all clubs get injuries, but I think where we are at the moment, we have a lot more uh, difficulty covering those those injuries. Our depth is, is truly tested, and um, and I suppose a lot of them, a lot of these bodies are young bodies, so mm-hmm. um, you know they're, they're they're learning to withstand the rigours of league football. And um, well, when you when you look at those list of players that are out, there's a lot of those players there that you do well, I consider. 2019 recruits. Yeah. These are players we just haven't had. Yeah. So, um, you know, Sos can conjure his magic um, post the the, um, the season and um, we get some real talent into the club and maybe some experience through the trades. We get those players back. Suddenly, Carlton um, is, a, is a new look entity and, mm. um, and it's got a benefit for the uh, the influx of all those players. Yeah, and we just hope that, you know, the uh, the Injury gods pick uh, a harder target next year to yes. um, vent their fury upon because you know just reading that list that's it's that's angry, like so, it's, it? it's like an injury list from the Somme. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yes. Um, the couple of takeaways, though, from the from the Hawthorne game, they were playing for a lot more than we were. Let's well, okay, all things being equal, they um, they had a top eight spot that they True. were desperate to cement. Um, so, if we got anything out of it, it was the conniption suffered by Alistair Clarkson um, at the start of the third quarter when he <laughs> gave his charges an absolute spray. Right. Um, uh, was or uh, not that it seemed to. Well, actually, no, it seemed to have done the job. But I think going... Uh, well, the, third, the third quarter was probably Carlton's best. Yes, and it was, a, and it was, it was a terrific quarter to watch. It was a terrific Four quarter. goals on the trot. And, and look, uh, that's uh, that to me, that quarter showed me that there is spirit amongst the, the players because, you know, going into the main change, you know, there's this awful feeling that this was really going to fall away. Yeah. And yet 
there was spirit shown that third quarter. And as I say, yes, it's 72 points in the finish, but I think there were mitigating factors there. Mm. And, I, and I do believe that the players, to a man, gave their all um, as, as best they, as they could under the um, under the duress that they faced. So um, we can't be too critical there, I, I don't think. Mm. Um, there have been performances through the course of the year, this year that have been truly lamentable. Yes. Um, but I think in this particular instance, the, the players, it has to be said, did uh, give it a red-hot crack. Well, can we just single out Levi Casbolt, who, you know, again, his, his kicking's not the greatest, but I think he was proppy in the last quarter, but he, he couldn't be subbed. He couldn't be taken off. Well, that's did I right. get that right? Well, that, well, that's true. I mean, um, you know, and, and there's another great stat to emerge from that particular contest, Tony, is that um, Carlton uh, fielded 12 players either 21 years of age or under. Yeah. Now, you know, that's... Uh, you know, that's, do the math. That's that's more than half your team. Yeah. So, look, there are really, really, um, um, you know, I guess mitigating factors here, um, and they should be taken into account. We're we're sort of crawling towards the end of a long and, and tough season. Mm. The players, I think, has to be said, have hung in. You know, yeah. um, we'll, we'll talk about Patrick Cripps in a minute, but what he said about you know. Um, the players all experiencing these hard times will set them in good stead for w- when it turns and how enjoyable mm. football is going to become for all of them. So um, I, I think, you know, if you look at the uh, the, the mental side of it, um, you have to commend the players for, for hanging in because this has been... And it's horrible, there's no doubt about it in terms oh, yeah. of the results. And, and you know, uh, to be fair, we've experienced a few over the last decade and a half, but I think this one... Uh, this one ranks as one of the one of the worst. One of the worst. Yeah. And just on the young fellows too, um, tone. Um, Lucy made a good point off air that um, if you look at Dow uh, and O'Brien more recently, mm. all those players came back really well a week after being managed. Yep. As was called. I mean, Paddy Dow had a, a, a week's breather and came back really strongly. O'Brien had the week off as well, managed, and has come back and, and really starting to. Um, uh, take on the game and um, making that you know the statement that yes I belong here mm. um, this is for me so uh, you know credit to the uh, the powers that be there for for um, you know being mindful of the of the young bodies and the taxing toll that the game takes on them and 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 managing them accordingly to to withstand the rigors well uh, I'm into that speaking of another green shoot can we just throw the spotlight please on Jared Pickett's running goal. Wasn't that astonishing? Well, look, Jared Pickett is one of those players, look, he's clearly got tricks. And again, when you think of Jared Pickett and the year he's had, like, yeah. you know, to, to fall onto his own hand at a training session and break it yeah. um, early on the, in the year, put paid to his season where he was really He showed good. some real dash he in did. the preseason. He did. Yeah. And, and, and when you see that, Tony, that goal you refer to that he kicked, you know, you think, geez, if he can get a few games together here and, and really, you know, a solid preseason under him and, and get some fluidity with his games, yeah. he's going to be a he's going to be a great player, yeah. a dangerous player, and a, and, a, and a one of those players that you would pay money to see. He's just one of those fellows that, like so many others, just needs a little bit of luck with injury, and, and let's hope that he can get it right for two thousand nineteen. Uh, exactly. So, look, again, there was – yes, it's a disappointing. It's always disappointing to lose. It's disappointing um, to lose by 12 goals. But um, the highlights reel of that game for a 12-goal loss, 
I like the highlights, I've got yes, to say. Yes, um, yes. Now, yes. Uh, Tone, I'm going to ask you uh, to give us your three votes for yes. the Two Tones Player of the Year. Well, I opened up Tone and... Uh, Always oh, lovely to, to acknowledge one vote, Yarkov V. It's great to great to mention his name. Yeah, I thought he was terrific. I, um, stood Jared Ruffin, if memory serves. Yeah, and I think what was a feature of his game was his capacity to intercept, which means he was reading the play absolutely superbly. Yeah, and um, thinking about it now with uh, Jones out of action, mm. I mean. Yarkov and his tender years yeah. has to take on an added responsibility now. Um, I thought he was fantastic. Um, it really, really showed signs that, you know, he's going to be the mainstay for a very long time in Carlton's uh, back half. Uh, two votes I gave to Matt Kennedy. Again, another yes. player that who's he's been cruel with yes. injury. Yeah. But, you know, the, the man that provides size and strength and um, uh, alongside Patrick Cripps, who, let's be honest, has been, you know, has been been godlike, godlike this year. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Tony. And three votes to the man himself, Pete yeah. Cripps. Uh, I don't know what the votes are in the um, two toads <laughs> medal, but I think he's a shoe in. It's fair. I to think suggest. he might be. And uh, look, I, you, you would be. It'll be interesting to see how he fares with the men in, in white or yellow or green, whatever they wear these days. Yeah, because uh, I know I know he's featured the men and women and black. Oh, that's true. Men. That's true. So, yeah. I stand corrected, Tony. Thank you. Um, how will, he, how will he poll in, you know, I mean, we've only won one game for the year, so that, that will go against him. And yet, uh, through the course of the year, he has featured prominently in the coaches' votes. Yeah. So that, to me, is a good sign that, you know, that they still acknowledge uh, the, the the way that he has played this year. And it's been, geez, it's been a phenomenal season, hasn't it? Well, I'm sure it's the, you know, every, uh, every match committee or every coach this year has asked when playing Carlton, the first question is, who gets Cripps? Yes. And, uh, and, and they asked that question for a very good reason. I'm glad you mentioned Kennedy. He had a terrific game and that hardness, you know, yes. was on display yep. and his intelligence and his oh, commitment yeah. to the contest. Um, very good. Yeah, very I, good. I was very happy to see that. And that's, that's another good sign for, uh, I, I, for next I, I, year. I awarded two votes to him just for you, Tom. Oh, good on, <laughs> good on you. Um, now, we're, um, of course, we know about the injuries. That's Jones, uh, Liam Jones with a knee, Fisher. They're both out with season-ending injuries. Correct. So uh, that's, that is not good news there. But again, uh, you know, uh, they're not Robinson Caruso in that regard no, not. here at the Carlton Football Club. You mentioned Patrick Cripps. Uh, there's not a, an episode of the Two Tones that doesn't go by that we don't um, lavish praise on him, and rightly so. I want to draw a comparison between one P. Cripps and the fact that he re-signed to this football club, which has had one year, one win this year. A contract was put under his nose. He signed it for three years, which is a massive endorsement of a player of his calibre who arguably could walk into any team if he wanted to. One compare him to Tom Lynch. Uh, Tom Lynch, who is a great player, don't get me wrong, but um, uh, I, I don't want to whack him for the sake of it. But, how, Tom, what sort of look is it when your captain is openly meeting with the coaches of other teams? I hear what you're saying, uh, and I understand what you're saying, but... I have to be truthful. I feel a bit for Tom Lynch. Yeah. Because Tom Lynch has been put into this situation by the, the laws of the game. Yeah. So um, I suppose it's more a case of how, how you handle it. And I suppose the, the pressure's now on Lynch to, um, you know, well, are you with us or against us? Mm. And it, it, we don't have to go too far back in time, Tone, to remember uh, the moment Lockie Henderson... I was reminded of that, told yeah. Told the players here that he was finishing up. Yeah. And they said, 
thanks very much, Lockie. Goodbye. See you later. And I understand that, as brutal as it was, yeah. that, you know, you, 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 what do they say? You can't be half pregnant. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're in or you're out. There's no, there's no in between. And I understand the circumstances behind uh, that moment in time yeah. here at Carlton, as unsavoury as it was. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying about um, about Tom Lynch and, you know, it, it, that would that would be a, a real dilemma, I think, for, I think, the Gold Coast coach. Yeah. But also the players, how do they, how do, they deal with well, that? That's, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I think you would be... I think you'd be in two minds about uh, following your captain's lead. If you, you, there's an old Chinese saying, "Tony Dog cannot have two masters," and it, it, at the moment, seems like Lynch is in that invidious position. Well, yes, maybe, maybe so. Um, but thankfully, our man, um, as you have uh, quite uh, beautifully articulated, is is uh, settling up again for Carlton into 2019, 20, and 21. How lucky we are that Cripps is. Um, Sign on, and what you said is correct. That that is a, a vote of confidence in in the, the team, yep. the club, the coach, and where the club is heading. So, um, to the to the Cripper, uh, we dip our lids yeah. to you, sir. Uh, it's it's great news for the club, and because um, it and was the apocalyptic scenario, wasn't it? If Cripps <laughs> had decided that uh, he was going to take that enormous talent elsewhere, well, that's right, and you know, and on the on the strength of Sir Charles Kerno, you know. Committing for uh, what is it, a lazy five? <laughs> yeah, um, that's 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 just brilliant. You know, yeah. someone said the other day there've been three great things that happened this year: Cripps resigning, Charlie Kerno resigning, and beating Essendon. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, never a true that. word was spoken. You'll take that. Well, now speaking of the Gold Coast Suns, Carlton takes them on at seven uh, twenty-five PM Saturday. Yes. it's an away game, Metricon Stadium. You're not flying up for the for the for the summer, are you? Tony? Oh, look, as much as I'd like to, uh, no. But um, it's uh, we've played uh, this team uh, ten times. We have the balance of the victories. Yes, and they they towered us last time we played. Oh, them. Well, Lynch that... Lynch absolutely destroyed loves, us. He, you know, I was talking to Shane O'Sullivan before. Uh, Name dropping someone today, but uh, anyway, I was talking to him before, and we talk, we were making that very point how Lynch had, had made an art form yeah. of, uh, of banging on goals against Carl. Yeah, from, some thoughts, from outside the fifty. You well, know, that's they were right. contemptuous. Well, that's right. And thoughts turned back. Further to Port Adelaide and Warren Treadray. Treadray yeah. always used to uh, dine out on um, Carlton, uh, which annoyed me no end, Tony. I was offended to say the least. <laughs> um, so, so we don't have that issue tone, uh, obviously this time around with Lynch out with a long-term injury. But um, you would have to think that, given the circumstances in which he faces, um, is, is a decision imminent? You know, mm. is he is he staying or is he going? I, I guess. That's, well, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, that's being a man of the Gold Coast, Obviously, so. going to uh, uh, make a difference there. I yes. would imagine they they're still going to play very well without him. There's no doubt because they're coming off a an upset win against Sydney. They are. It was and, a great win. Yeah. On the CG, any win up there is a good win. No, yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, for the good guys' tone, uh, you'll note that uh, in the mix is Dale Thomas, Matt Cruiser. Harrison McCready, the boy from Henty, might yeah. uh, get a call in, call off his first game, I think, for the year. Paddy Kerr is uh, back on deck and, and uh, in the mix, as is Sam Kerry. So all those players I have mentioned are facing tests uh, um, pending their availability for selection this week. Well, uh, look, we just hope 
No, no, we ex- we expect. Carlton expects that every man will do his duty. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. You know, any, any man that uh, dons that that uh, dark navy blue uh, need uh, do nothing less than look down and say, "I've got a do- job to do this afternoon." Um, we want well, tonight. We uh, expect, um, yeah, for a four quarter performance from the team. Um, Every game provides a young player with another opportunity to cement his place. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a year where um, seasons end, brutal decisions will be made. We we know that they always are. So, you know, maybe there are players that will be selected this week that are playing for their football lives. So, you want to see desperate men perform desperate deeds. That's what I want anyway, Tony. And uh, I don't intend to kick another television set in <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> No, what's the season's tally thus far, Tony? Yeah, I've gone through about 14 uh, pie 50 centimetre <laughs> numbers this year. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, um, Harvey Norman loves me, Tony. Yeah, all so. right. Um, well, uh, that time again, Saturday, 7.25pm, um, that is Metricon Stadium. And uh, Saturday, I'm, so I'm not sure if it's free to wear. I know that the... The blockbuster of the round is not free to air. No, that that no. being the Collingwood Richmond game. No, well, if you if you if you set those nights free, Tony, you're in the area. You might, you're welcome to come around and watch it. I'll put on the uh, party pies. If <laughs> or, you can. Always happy to um, to take the uh, hospitality of the Debolfo household. Thank you very much. Uh, Can I also mention, Tony, that last Saturday, prior to the Hawthorne game, there was a lovely uh, occasion here where the past players and officials were invited back to watch the final training session here on the Hello Turf and then um, share a moment with the, the current players and Brendan Bolton afterwards. So last week we had some of the greats come back. I, I can recall, um, I'm name-dropping again, people, but uh, Alex Marku, Warren Jones, Ian Robertson, oh. Jeff Southby, they were all there. It was great to see them in the house. Yeah. Uh, Vin Cotodjo was there. Uh, a lot of past officials... Um, uh, I can recall seeing Ken Kleiman, who I think is now 91 and was a long-serving um, property steward. Um, you'll find Kenny Kleiman in, the, in that great black-and-white uh, uh, replay of the 70 grand final, hugging Barassi oh, yes. at Siren yeah, Time. Um, right. He was there. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of really good players there, um, uh, um, just, just you know, being part of the fabric of the place again that they loved. And uh, the common... Um, uh, Observation that was made from the past players I spoke to at the time, Tony, uh, was we're here not because we're on top, because we're down down the bottom, mm-hmm. and uh, it's strength in numbers at the moment that that the club really, really, you know, feeds off. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was terrific to see all those players leaning support. Bob Crow, another player from the fifties and sixties, hadn't been back since. He played his last game in 64, so it was uh, an opportunity for him to sort of um, take in the old the old ground and uh, mm. be photographed with his children, his grandchildren, his old number 14 locker. Great story about Bob Crow. He was um, recruited to the club from Mentone as a forward, and at some point in his career, Ken Hands, the coach, made the call, go back to the backline son. Mm. He wears the number 14 now of Liam Jones, who similarly, Brendan oh, Bolton, there was you told go. to go forward from back, and they met after the after the training session last week and compared notes. It was lovely to see the two players do that. And um, for those players that, re- that had come back after all these years, it was a, it was a great moment to for them to 
say hello to the likes of Cripps, Kurnow, Mark Murphy, uh, Marchbeck, all the players, and and I think the younger players too got a sense of of uh, the history and tradition of Carlton and and what the club actually means to to men that have uh, long ago retired um, yeah. as greats of the game. So. Um, it was a nice, it was a nice occasion, Tony, and it was an absolute privilege to be there. Oh, you lucky man! And can I just use this opportunity to urge anyone who has never seen it to get on YouTube, please, and watch Alex Marku talk about the which year's team visiting the lodge? Was it eighty one oh, or eighty two? No, I think eighty one. They won it. Yeah, and, uh, and and basically, I think that was the occasion that half of the, uh, the, <laughs> the lodge's cutlery cut service was removed. <laughs> Um, and um, the, so, the, and, but the, the, I think the incident happened in '82 after right. after the prime minister and his wisdom said, <laughs> "If you win it again, we'll invite you back." Yeah. Um, so Malcolm was quite a glutton for punishment yeah. because they they won it. They did come back, and I think the story you're alluding to happened in <laughs> not, 1982. Um, um, yeah, it is one of the so, extraordinary stand up routines you'll ever wish to see, isn't it? Alex Marcou would have to rate as one of the best after-dinner speakers ever produced by a Sporting Code in Australia. He is absolutely outstanding and the story is hilarious. So, and, and, and The amazing thing about Alex Marcou, Tone, I will say, is that I don't think he realises how funny he actually oh is. Oh, my God. Boy, has he got it. Um, and like, you, you, you will do far worse than, than watch... Uh, I'm just... No, I'm saying do yourself a favour, please. Track it down on YouTube and watch it because it is great. Um, that's uh, that's all we have for today. Um, I trust uh, that we will be back here in a week's time, Tone. Yes. Um, dissecting a win yes. over the Gold Coast Suns. Wouldn't it be lovely, Tone? I mean, we you know, that's all the club really wants at the moment. All the supporters, all the members... Just a breakthrough victory yeah. would, would, you know, would be the panacea, wouldn't it? It, it would. would. Just the tonic that we need, uh, you know, to to warm, you know, the soul, you know. And uh, I, uh, at the moment, am, uh, I'm experiencing the football roller coaster, Tony, because yeah. uh, my local team in the Avidas, the old Paradians, they're in D2, and they've gone 14 zip. They're undefeated on oh. top of the ladder, and it's uh, so I go to see them play on Saturday, and I. I come away with the chest puffed, <laughs> and then unfortunately I rock up to Eddie Head, and yeah. uh, it's sort of the hang dog by you know uh, half time. So uh, we want that to change. We want it to change now, and we demand that it changes. So um, you have spoken, Tony, and so have I. All right, all right. As I said, hopefully we're back in a week dissecting a victory. If not, we love our club regardless, and we will return in a week's time here in the Two Tones. Thanks to our producer Lucy Jamison. We will catch you next week, and go Blues. Go Blues.